Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, it's Sparky Fiverr, 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee sports timeout here on 1250 AM. The fan calling all Baconator fans. Didn't think the Baconator could get any more iconic? Well, Wendy's just proved that wrong. For a limited time, try Wendy's new pretzel Baconator. It's the classic you love with six strips of crispy applewood smoked bacon. And now the new pretzel bun. You need something supremely iconic. The Pretzel Baconator is there, limited time only, at participating U.S. Wendy's. Being joined now by our guy, Dave Gasper, of ReviewingTheBrew.com. Follow him on Twitter at DGasper24. Time to talk some Brewers baseball. And how about it? Brandon Woodruff back with the crew after he and many others thought his time in Milwaukee was done. They bring him back on a multi-year deal, including an option for 26 uh, even though he probably won't pitch this year, Dave Gasper, I still think it's a positive to have him in that clubhouse. I think it's a fantastic move. I really do. This is something that as we got into spring training, teams could open up their 60-day injured list. Uh, I thought it was something that made a lot of sense, especially after the departure of Corbin Burns in, in the trade with the Orioles this offseason. Getting Woodruff back is is a nice win. Um, and, you know, they didn't want to lose him for nothing. I think the plan always was, you know, trading Burns and, and maybe holding on to Woodruff and Adamas and then Woodruff getting his surgery they ended up, you know, almost having to lose him for nothing, but now they can bring him back. And, and I think for Woodruff, uh, being able to return to Milwaukee and, and get a chance to rehab with the Brewers and get a chance to bounce back and, and just kind of end it uh, more on his terms. I think it's something that both both sides really, really wanted, um, and they were able to make it happen. And even though Woodruff isn't really going to be able to help this year, I think we're going to see a, a bunch of you know these young kids step up in the rotation. Uh, that's what they're going to be looking towards. But you know, next year Jacob Junis is probably going to be gone. You know, we'll see if Colin Ray's still there. But uh, there's still going to be spots for veteran leadership in that rotation, and there's always going to be a spot for a guy like Brandon Woodruff if he can return to form. Even with all those young guys, uh, that that could put that rotation in a really, really great spot in 2025. You know, the other thing uh, about this is when we start talking about, you know, the future of this Brewers team, I feel like we're in rewind mode and we're going back to the Doug Melvin era a little bit where uh, you're going to have to rely on offense and fine pitching. The only difference it feels like is they're a little bit closer with younger pitching than Doug ever was back then. 
Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, you know, the last couple of years, it's been about the pitching and, and defense for this team. Having that rotation, that three-headed monster of Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, uh, the past couple of years, that's been the strength of the team, and the offense has been the weakness of it. Um, and and this year, I mean, with the way that the rotation is, is slated to be, as much as I love Freddie Peralta, you know, Peralta, Miley, and Jacob Junis as your top three is is quite a big difference from Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. Uh, so that offense is going to have to be a strength this year. Uh, the addition of Reese Hoskins, I, I think, is definitely going to go a long way uh, with that. And Jackson Churio, if he ends up being uh, exactly what everyone expects him to be, uh, th- this is really going to be a fantastic Brewers offense, one that we haven't seen really since 2018, you know, when that offense led the way for that team um, and, and pitching was just kind of, you're, you're just kind of going along with Yolise Chassin and Chase Anderson trying to find enough out of that group. Um, but, but this team definitely feels more like that 2018, that more Doug Melvin uh, type of teams as well, 2008, 2011, uh, where the offense is, is the strength of the team. This interview brought to you by the Potawatomi Sportsbook, but on all your favorite sports 24-7. Enjoy over 70 self-service kiosks, wall-to-wall TVs, free parking, great food, and a full bar. Bet big, bet bold, learn more at PaysBig.com. Uh, let's talk about Gary Sanchez. This is a guy that the Brewers fans thought they had signed weeks ago, uh, and it took up until uh, Wednesday to get it officially announced. Apparently there was an issue with uh, his wrist and a physical and so forth but now have him under contract, yet a report that they're going to keep three catchers, uh, which really opens up some eyes to what this depth chart uh, is going to look like on opening day for the Brewers. Yeah, it's a very interesting setup, and I'm wondering how long they're going to go with three catchers um, and how that how that's going to shake out, because they did sign Eric Haas to that major league deal, and now you got Sanchez. And, I mean, it makes sense if you're going to have Sanchez be your primary DH uh, and Contreras playing uh, just about every single day. If one of those guys gets hurt, uh, you either don't have a backup or you lose your DH for the rest of the game, uh, which is neither of which is a desirable situation. Uh, but you don't want to keep Sanchez on the bench the entire time. So having a third catcher uh, would be a, a smart move in, in that situation. But you only have so many bench spots, and having two of them taken up uh, by catchers uh, is going to be difficult. But I, I think also with Sal Freelich now being able to play some infield, uh, that that kind of versatility where if they need an outfielder, they can put Freelich out there or they can put Freelich on the dirt that kind of super utility but still could play every single day kind of guy like Freelich, that could save them a little bit on that bench uh, where they need as many spots as possible. It could give you an extra outfielder and an extra infielder. I love uh, the idea of Freelich playing on the infield. I've been saying it since April that he should be uh, switched over to second base. Uh, Now they're going to try him at second and third. It's going to start right away on Saturday. They're going to play him uh, at second or third base on Saturday. The reason I like it is, and tell me if you disagree, I think Freelich, if it all works out, could be essentially the leadoff hitter for this team for a decade uh, if you have him at second base. And then your outfield you know, makes a lot of sense. Then it's uh, Churio, it's Mitchell, and it's Weimer out there, and you go. Uh, and first base, we'll see what that looks like. Obviously, Reese Hoskins is an, a long-term answer. Shortstop probably is going to be Joey Ortiz, I would guess, or Terang, depending which way you go there. Uh, and then third base, you know, you got the draft pick, Wilkin, uh, who's going to probably be up here uh, next year at some point. That dude is thick, by the way. Holy crap. I saw a video of him uh, hitting down in spring training. That is a big dude. Uh, so I, that, that's probably how this looks going forward. If Freelich can't play on the infield, 
Um, then you have uh, a jumbled up mess on the outfield, and I just don't know because of Freelich's lack of power. Can you justify him being in a corner spot in the outfield uh, over what you have already? I think that's the struggle, and that's why he fits in better on the infield. Yeah, I think of that group of outfielders, he's one that, that would best fit in the infield. Weimer doesn't doesn't fit, and, and Mitch doesn't fit. But Freelich definitely has a size, definitely kind of has that look of a second baseman, although most of the, the social media posts we've seen of Freelich have been at third, which is another corner power spot, and, and Freelich doesn't have that much power. But ultimately, I, I think second base would be a great landing spot for Sal Freelich. It's a way to get his bat in the lineup, because his bat is, is certainly worthy of being in the lineup every single day. And, you know, just with all those guys that they have, Freelich and Mitchell and, and Weimer and, and now Churio, uh, and then you still have you still have Christian Yelich too in that outfield. Finding playing time for all of them is going to be so difficult. So being able to move Freelich to the infield, um, if that's able to stick, I, I think that's a great way to get your best nine hitters in the lineup on any given day. And yeah, I, I think that'd be a perfect spot for him at second base, and he can lead off, and you know him and Garrett Mitchell can lead right into uh, Jackson Churio and Joey Weimer uh, in the future. And you know, at the corner infield spots, I mean Tyler Black, you know, I think he's also competing for third base a little bit. Um, you know, Brock Wilkin, you could put him at first base. You could put, you could put Tyler Black at first base. They have a bunch of, of corner options coming up. So that that infield, it's it's young. And and once Willie Thomas moves on, um, you know there, there's going to be a lot of spots up for grabs in that infield next season. But that, that's where we're going to see guys play out this year. Terang, seeing if his bat can make the jump in year two, uh, if Joey Ortiz can can make the jump. Him and him and Terang are kind of similar players, and you know just kind of not knowing what you're going to get offensively. Uh, I think Terang brings a little bit more speed to the table, so we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, I think putting Freelick on the dirt is a great way to make use of all of those outfielders that they have without having to trade any of them away. Because the Brewers haven't been keen on trading away their young talent. They want to keep them. And I thought they'd trade one of these outfielders this offseason, but just as good as moving one of them to the dirt so that they can keep all the bats in the lineup. Exactly. Talking with Dave Gasper, reviewing the brew. Follow him on Twitter at dgasper24, at dgasper24. Let's talk about uh, Willie Adamas and Devin Williams, a piece by Jason Stark and The Athletic uh, going around the league, talking to different executives. Uh, and it seems like pretty much everybody's on board that both of those guys will probably be traded. Uh, it might be traded this spring. What type of return would you expect for a Willie Adamas? Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black. Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. If they are able to move him. I think it'd probably something similar to Corbin Burns um, and what they got back for him, just the one year of team control. Um, you know, starting pitchers and shortstops are different, but there's also a scarcity of, of starting shortstops that are available for uh, teams that need them. Now, the Miami Marlins have been looking for one. They just signed Tim Anderson to a one-year contract, so they're out of the shortstop market now. Uh, I would think at this point, now that we've gotten into spring training, that Willie Damas is likely going to stay. Uh, Matt Arnold said that uh, they're they're planning to keeping to keep him. They anticipate keeping him. Now, granted, he said that about Corbin Burns too a couple of weeks before trading him. So you really never know uh, with Matt Arnold if an offer comes through. But uh, I, I would anticipate Adamas at least staying for now. Uh, but once we get to um, later on, I could see Devin Williams getting traded as well. They have Abner Uribe. They have a ton of power arms that, that could fit in that closer spot in the back end of the bullpen. So I, I could see a Devin Williams trade coming at some point. Adamas, now that we're in a spring camp and, and all these guys are signing, I'm not sure there's too much of a market for him right now uh, coming off a down year as well. So, And once you get to the trade deadline, if the team's going to be competitive, which they likely are. The NL Central isn't that strong. Uh, if they're going to be in a competitive spot, it's going to be hard for them to justify, once again, trading one of their key players in Willie Adamas. So I think he's, he might end up staying at this point. But I said the same thing about Burns, and, and he ended up going. So you, you never really know what Matt Arnold is going to do. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, and when we talk about you know Devin Williams and the opportunity of them trading him like they traded Josh Hader, how confident are you that they'll have a guy to kind of step into that role and maybe not be as good as Devin Williams, but be at least good enough for this team if they were to trade Devin? Oh, I think they definitely got the arms for it. Um, they, they, they definitely do. Abner Uribe has kind of been a closer in the making for a while. He's got that power stuff. Uh, Trevor McGill earned himself a, a late inning high leverage spot last year. He also is a power arm um, that they could fit in that role. Uh, Pions pitch well. Elvis Piguero has has really great stuff. So they have plenty of guys that, that they could put in. Now, will any of them be uh, as good as Devin Williams and as consistent as he's been? Who knows? We'll see. Relievers are always generally pretty volatile, uh, but I think Abner Uribe has the highest upside and, and the most likely uh, ability to reach that Devin Williams upside. So that they have the power arms. The Brewers have been churning them out pretty well, uh, being able to get great bullpen arms these past couple of years. So I, I'd be pretty confident that if they end up moving on from Devin Williams, that they'd have the guys internally to take over that closer spot without skipping too much of a beat, as long as the trade doesn't disrupt the clubhouse as much as it did when they traded Josh Hader way back in 2022. Well, what about the starting rotation? Give me your best crack at what you think the starting five is going to be before we get to the first exhibition game here. Um, I think the starting five right now, you're looking at Peralta, Miley, Junis, 
Colin Ray as your four and probably DL Hall as your five. Um, I, I think because they traded Burns for Hall and they believe in him as a starter, they're going to send him out uh, as a starter and give him every opportunity to prove that that's what he can be at the big league level. So I think they're going to put him in there to begin. Uh, I think Colin Ray has, has a pretty good inside track to getting a rotation spot after what he did last season uh, and the contract that he earned this offseason. So I think Ray and Hall are going to fill out your four and five spots. Um, and and you're, I think you're locked in in the top three of Peralta, Miley, and Junis. What happens to Ashby? That's that's a major question mark. I don't know what what happens with with Ashby. I don't know how healthy he's going to be. Um, it looks like you know he's throwing bullpens and 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 doing pretty well right now and, and staying on track. But after missing a whole season, I'm not I'm not sure how much they're going to to trust him in that right away and, and how much how many innings they want to give him in that workload. So I could see him maybe being the sixth guy, the the long man out of the bullpen, maybe going to six man rotations. They they bring in Ashby. Um, and and he could just give them bulk innings that way somehow. But I, I could see him earning a spot, provided that he's healthy. I could see him earning a spot as a number six starter, long man, swing man out of the bullpen, um, and perhaps earning his way into that rotation or, or getting the the six starter spot when they go to when they go to an extended rotation. Last question: Just how good is this team? Is this a playable playoff caliber team? Are they eighty five to ninety wins? How good do you think they are? I think it's going to. De- I think it's going to depend on the kids. Um, it's going to depend on if that rotation is, is going to be able to do enough. If Ray can repeat what he did last year, if Junis can be uh, reliable, if if Hall and and Gasser and all those other prospects are able to to tune up, but. The NL Central is there for the taking. It absolutely is. The Cubs didn't really do anything to improve this offseason. Uh, the, the Cardinals didn't really do that much. They made the rotation older. Uh, the, the Pirates aren't really a threat. The Reds the Reds could give the Brewers a run. I think they absolutely could. But uh, the division is certainly there for the taking. I think this is a, a playoff-caliber team. Uh, this is one that can get there. But... They are relying a lot on on young kids to to help fill out that rotation. They're relying a lot on an unproven rotation, and they're relying on a lot of young hitters to make a leap in year two. Terang and, and Mitchell to stay healthy, and, and Weimer uh, to make the improvements. So, if those guys are able to make the improvements, this is absolutely a playoff team. If these guys regress or, or stay the same. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be a long year. I, I lied. I have one more. What's realistic to expect for Jackson Cheerio? Oh, real, <laughs> realistic to expect. I mean, I, I think there's there's going to be. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously so many high expectations, rookie of the year type expectations. Um, you know, and I don't think they're they're too unfair. But if you can get Cheerio in, in his first year hitting. 260 or so um, and being able to show off that power a little bit and just not looking overmatched completely and still just kind of showing all the talent that that's been in there. Um, if you can get him hitting 260 and, and maybe with a, you know, 800 OPS, um, I, I think that'd be a major, major success. Now, obviously, everyone's looking at him as a 900, 1,000 OPS kind of guy. He can be that kind of superstar. Um, but if you can, if you can get 260 uh, for a batting average out of him, I think that'd be um, a really great start to to his career. When he's on the bases, he can run too. I mean, so 
uh, yeah, regardless, absolutely. once he's on the uh, the base paths, he can steal some bases. You know, maybe he gets thirty stolen bases his first year, depending on how many uh, at bats he gets. Dave Gasper, follow him on Twitter at dgasper24. Of course, check out the website over at Reviewing the Brew. Are, are you guys still doing the Cold Brew podcast as well? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We still got that going uh, every single week. Um, and uh, we were just talking on, on the last week's uh, podcast about how, hey, Brandon Woodruff is still out there. The Brewers should get him. And sure enough, sure enough, maybe Matt Arnold listens to the podcast. And he's like, yeah, we should totally do that. So, yeah, Cobra podcast is still out there uh, any, anywhere you find uh, anywhere you find your podcast. Yeah, I take credit for Pat Murphy deciding to play Freelick at second since I was on it all last year. <laughs> I think he follows me on Twitter. I'm I'm joking, of course. Dave, thank you so much, my friend. Have a good rest of your day. Appreciate it, Sparky. Take care. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.